Hey, hey, Sanford here, and welcome to Sanford's Unlock to Unleash EP, where we unlock the stuff we are either afraid, ashamed, or embarrassed to talk about. My mission, of course, and purpose is to be 100 with who I am. And because I am a life coach, a youth sports and performing artist coach, I choose to lead by example. In other words, to stay real, raw, and honest. And of course, our youth won't be totally aware or make that change confidently until our teachers, other coaches, our leaders, and of course their parents get real, raw, and honest as well. I feel it's up to all of us to get uncomfortable, <laughs> but be comfortable with that uncomfortability. It's time to reveal our flaws and our vulnerabilities and to lead with love, honor, courage, and of course, you know, the truth will always find the light. Hey, thank you guys very much for joining me. And uh, today's topic in our Coach's Corner is how fear impacts and disempowers our youth's extraordinary potential. And this, of course, is episode number 13, my favorite number. <laughs> certainly hope you guys are doing great today. And if you're not, if you're not, I hope you are on the men on the rise and are asking for the help that you need. All right, let's get into it today. So we're talking about fear and how that disempowers and impacts our youth's extraordinary potential. And so let me get into basically what a definition of what fear is, according to the dictionary. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. Other synonyms are terror, fright, fearfulness, horror, alarm, and agitation, etc., etc. Now, what causes fear? Fear is a feeling included by perceived danger, okay, and a threat that occurs in certain types of organisms, okay, which causes a change in a metabolic and organ function, ultimately a change in our behavior such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from a perceived trauma or event. Now, I'm going to get into some research later on that tells us that there are seven things that we need to know about fear. So I'll get into that very shortly, but fear is not all bad. That's what I really want us to know. Um, and, and, and being fearless, okay? Fearless does not mean the absence of, of um, fear, but meaning that you fear less than you would if you can practice this process of learning to let fear juice you into being extraordinary and to stepping into that potential that is inside of all of us, okay? So some fear is good, I guess that's what I'm saying, if we are able to leverage that and, and turn it into a superpower. As helpful as fear is, though, it can kill us, according to neuroscience. According to How Stuff Works, an online science publication says, um, tells us that fear is a chain reaction in the brain. Fear begins in the brain, then moves into the body, preparing it to protect itself. So let's give a couple examples here. If your coach is telling you about the next skill that they want to prepare you for in your sports, in your performance arts, or maybe in the classroom, 
and you start to feel anxiety and dread or a panic. Your heart races, your breath quickens, your muscles tighten up, your body goes into a freeze, flight, fight, or if, if a, did I say, let's say freeze, flight, fight, oh, fight, or fright. That's what I meant to say there. So I'll just break each one of these down, okay? So freeze, you would do something like attempt the skill, but you really won't attempt the skill. <laughs> so you, you kind of attempt it there in your head and you see all the negative things that can happen. And then there's flight, where you leave the space or you make excuses why you can't do the skill. Then there's fight, you make excuses you may get angry or physically cry or get aggressive with the coach or your peers. And then there's fright. You do nothing but obsess over the bad and negative stuff that can happen if you attempt the skill. The whole fear journey affects five parts of our brain, okay? And so this has been studied in depth about fear and so I'll go into this for you. The uh, thylamus, which mean, which receives the signal from the body. Okay, so once you get the fear, then the thylamus receives that signal. Okay, and then there's the amygdala, which stores your emotional response to the fear. And then there's the hypothalamus, which controls your adrenaline glands and pushes blood into your muscles. Then there's the prefrontal cortex, or the sensory cortex. This part of the brain is the gatekeeper. So when things happen there in your body and goes into the brain, it goes, okay, this is what we need to do, this is what we need to do. Go here, go there, go here, go here, go there. And then there's the hippocampus, which stores your memories, okay? So the hippocampus, the hippocampus can heighten your senses to almost superhuman degree and triggers your fight fight responses. This process can happen in, in a fraction of a second. Now, let's get back to those seven things you need to know about fear. And this is based in research that I found in Psychology Today, an online science and health journal. So, fear is hardwired into our brain. Fear in the brain is not good or bad. However, if there is a complete absence of fear, the brain could be damaged. So fear can be healthy in, in the case of don't walk in the middle of ongoing traffic or jump out of a plane without a parachute, okay? Now, number two, fear comes in many shades. Fear is unpleasant regardless of its origin. It can range from mild to needing deep mental and emotional help or medication. However, always it always is a buildup of stress and free-flowing anxiety and daily insecurity can damage your body and your mental health. Number three, fear is not an autom as, a, as automatic as a lot of people think. Okay, Research shows that um, most of the things we fear are taught. And we've heard this many times in our society 
than most of our fears are taught. I, I don't think many people believed it or if you haven't heard it, so I'm very happy that I'm talking about this today um, because I definitely believe and have always thought that most of our fears were taught. We learn to be afraid of certain people, places, and situations because of negative actions, associations, or experiences. Think about it for a moment. If you fear a, a certain race, a, a certain religious group, men or women, a place or an action, where did that fear come from? It has been said that the only two fears we are born with as babies is the fear of falling and loud noises. So just really wrap your head around that for a moment. Number four, you don't need to be in danger to be scared. Our brains are great story builders, okay? If you look like something may happen or the slightest hesitation towards something can affect the brain and raise fear in our bodies that will take us from I got this to what talking about Willis? <laughs> All right. So I just want to give a shout out to different strokes. That was what you talking about Willis uh, from different strokes. In case you don't know that, in case you're quite young, you may not have heard that. What you talking about Willis? Uh, Arnold used to say that, but that's how quick the brain can work. All we have to do is have a small hesitation or, or something can happen that triggers a memory in our hippocampus and we go like, okay, no, no, I'm afraid. All right. So we just want to keep that in mind. All right. And number five, the more scared we feel, the scarier things seem. Okay. It's called potentiality. It means you're already nervous and scared about a movie or watching something or a skill and it's about to do something in your brain and you're already feeling that pressure and after being coached or spotted your body will sweat and be on edge or someone will scream or something will happen and you will jump right out of your seat you know making a loud noise or saying something negative and your brain will go into hyperdrive and all the things will seem like they've happened even if they have not happened, okay? So that's just the sense of already being on edge and then something happens and then it feels like it's happened again when it, whether it has or whether it hasn't. Your brain doesn't know the difference, okay? So number six, fear dictates the actions you take. We talk about the reaction to fear earlier. Actions that fear, actions that fear falls into either a freeze state, a fight state, a flight state, or a frightened state. Okay, remember freeze is standing there thinking about it but never doing anything. Fight is you feel like a cornered cat and you will fight. Okay, flight, you're gonna get the hell out of there. And then fright, you worry and get yourself all worked up in your head. Okay, so I just want to tell you a little story about a, a man in Russia. And this is, um, he worked on a train and the train had freezer cars on it where they transport, ported, uh, transported food back and forth through the country. Anyway, this guy was finishing up for the night and he went into the freezer car and he was getting something out. But before he could get out, Someone was going along shutting the doors and they shut the door. And he started to panic. 
and he was knocking on the door and, and screaming and shouting, but no one heard him. And um, next thing you know, it was getting later and later and later. And in his head, he was like, okay, I have to stay, I have to keep moving, I keep moving, keep moving, you know. And eventually he started getting tired, and then he started um, writing on the wall with an ink pen that he had, and he said, you know, I'm getting colder and colder, and um, I don't think that I'm going to last the night. And he started writing to his family, um, and then eventually um, the writing just kind of swerved off. And the next morning when they opened the car, uh, they found him dead uh, on the floor. Now what was interesting about that is that the freezer car was not on. The only air that was pumping through the car was outside air. And the outside air that night was was like, I guess, in, uh, in degrees, it was like 50 degrees. Okay, sorry, 60 degrees. And, um, but in his head, he was in the freezer car. No one could hear him. And his whole brain had just changed that story into something that he could not get out of or survived. All right. So that's how powerful your fear can be. Number seven, the more real the threat, the more heroic the actions. It's been said humans will make a change in their life if they are deeply inspired or deftly afraid or scared, they're going to die. If the fear is real, we tend to react. Bad news about our eating, if your blood pressure is going up, if you're falling off a surface and you just happen to get all this superhuman strength, all right? So where does that come from? That comes from the adrenaline. However, if, it's your, if you're going to die next month, you go, okay, I should probably change my eating and start drinking and probably stop smoking. <laughs> it would be almost instantaneously is the other aspect of your heroic actions. Now, also, I want to share a little story here. There was a young lady uh, in California. I think she was about four nine, and she witnessed this car almost hit a kid and the car swerved and it flipped over. And the front end of the car was sitting on this child's head. And everybody thought the child was dead. The driver got out of the car and he just froze. And the lady walked up to the car and she said, you know, I've got to lift this car. This kid is under here. And you know, there were a couple other people standing around not doing anything. And she was saying, come over here, come over here, come over here. And nobody was coming. He said, I've got to lift this car. And she just kept saying that to herself. And eventually she started to lift the front end of that car. Now keeping in mind, this car, she was lifting, I think they said it was 10 times the world record as far as power lifting was concerned. And she lifted off the, the, the boy's head and eventually the man snapped out of it and came and pulled the boy out. And um, from what I understand, um, they're still living there in California and the boy is all good. And um, <laughs> the funny part about that, that particular story is the follow-on from that, uh, from the speaker that I heard this from, he said he was telling the story at another conference and then some guy came up to him at the end and said to him, well, that's no big deal <laughs> that she could do that. That's just adrenaline. And the speaker said, well, that's my point. Why do we have to wait till something painful or death-defying happens to us before we can step into that adrenaline-driven, heroic part of our life? 
And to me, it's the same thing. And and look, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. And, you know, I have to constantly work on myself, not letting fear uh, encompass me when, you know, uh, I got a huge bill due or when my life changes or relationship doesn't work out or, you know, um, I'm in, a, in, a, in an argument about something, you know, I have to really learn more and practice more how to really calm myself down and look at it objectively and let my, my, my thought process, my heart process and my gut process come together to calm me down and look at it in a way that's going to not only help me, but hopefully help the other person. So there's a win-win and a grow-grow and a learn-learn process. So fear can help us, but it can also lock us in a cage and keep our youth from knowing their true potential. And so I think it's very crucial that we talk to our youth about these seven areas of fear. And um, as you guys will know, uh, I am a mentor, I'm a speaker uh, and a coach. And if you would like for me to come out to your sporting club or to your school or even to your, to your home to talk to your kids, I'll be more than happy to do uh, this talk on fear or any of the number of talks that I've done over the years um, because my passion is our youth. Because a lot of people say that the youth are our future, but the youth are our now. They need us just as much as we need them because this world is so full of hate, so full of fear, so full of doubt. It's driven by greed and power. And, and you know, I'm not saying that power is bad, but, we, you know, the world seems to be using it in, in a worse and worse way instead of coming together and, and, and collaborating and sharing love and, and helping, helping people up to the next level. I believe that everyone in the world is at a different level. And there's so many of us in fear, so many people in fear that they're not asking for what they need or they're, they're, they're shirking away from their duty as another human being on this planet. So if you guys would love me to come out, I would love to come out and talk to your students. And uh, you can always reach me on cheersportatme.com. And you, of course, contact me uh, through Anchor, which is what I'm doing the podcast on. And um, I'd really love to hear from you guys because our youth are our now. Remember, we can be like the man on the, on the train in that boxcar who died um, on one of the warmest nights in Russia's history. Or that lady on the street who lifted the car off that little boy's head. If we learn to control, release, and respect our emotions, we will learn to leverage our fear more effectively. I want to thank you guys very much for listening today. And of course, if you have any comments, please leave them below. Um, and I really love to hear from you guys because the only way that these podcasts can really have a super effect is if you guys share and spread the word. So make sure you're spreading the word on these podcasts. Remember, this is episode 13, how um, fear um, impacts and disempowers our youth's extraordinary potential. So thank you all very much for popping in today and listening to the podcast. Remember, you're always going to go through challenges and painful situations, and there will always be suffering. But allow yourself to remember this, that nothing very, very good or very, very bad lasts a very, very long time. So tell the truth, or at least don't lie. You can do this. Face it. Ask for help when you need it. And you know, remember that you are extraordinary. I'm sending you love and all green lights. And always, always, always <laughs> love your mission. Peace. Bye-bye now.